Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, it was so weird not recording last week and not having to edit. And I know. It was weird. I didn't like it. I did. <laughs> I mean, it was it was nice not to have to think about it, but I'm so used to thinking about it yeah. that it was just it was weird. Anyway, we missed you guys. Uh, well, I did. Doesn't sound like Jody. <laughs> no, I did. It was just nice having a day off. It really it was it was. So hope everybody have a had a safe and happy holidays season thing whatever. Um, so I just wanted to say really quick. I work in an office and I have to, I do um, accounts payable and, you know, we get statements and I, and if we're missing an invoice, I have to call the place and, you know, have them send me the invoice that we're missing. And I called, (laughs) I called this week and I had to leave a message for the girl and I was like, yeah, you know, we're missing invoice whatever and you can send that to (laughs) i mean i literally almost said ghouls night out podcast at (laughs) gmail.com that would have been so funny (laughs) i I literally like was like oh my gosh what what email address is it i like had a brain fart (laughs) oh anyway i just had to say that um Okay, so we have a, a beautiful beast beast segment this week. Sorry, I'm a little out of it. <laughs> and Chris is going to talk about uh, poisonous plants to pets. So, it says, do you know that uh, household plants most likely to endanger pets? The ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center explains what they are and what they can do. So, um, I might have some trouble pronouncing some of these, so just bear with me. But, lilies, um, members of the lily family are considered to be highly toxic to cats. Even ingestions of very small amounts of the plant can cause severe kidney damage. Hmm. So, no lilies. Marijuana. Mm. (laughs) ingestion of marijuana by companion animals can result in depression of the central nervous system and coordination problems as well as vomiting diarrhea drooling increased heart rate and even seizures and coma uh sago palm sago palm all parts of are poisonous but the seeds or nuts contain the largest amount of toxins the uh, ingestion of just one or two seeds can result in very serious effects which include vomiting diarrhea depression seizures and liver failure Uh, tulip or narcissus bulbs the bulb portions contain toxins that can cause intense gastrointestinal irritation, drooling, loss of appetite, depression of nervous central system, convulsions, and cardiac abnormalities. Azalea, um, that's going to have to do because I don't know what that says. 
Uh, they contain substances known as grain toxins, which can produce vomiting, drooling, diarrhea, weakness, and depression of all central nervous system in animals. Severe azalea poisoning could ultimately lead to coma and death from, from cardiovascular collapse. Holy shit. Oleander. All parts are considered to be toxic as they contain cardiac glycosids, maybe, that have the potential to cause serious effects that include gastrointestinal tract irritation, abnormal heart function, hypothermia, and even death. Weird. Hypothermia? Yeah. That's what it says. Uh, castor bean. The poisonous principle is ricin, a highly toxic protein that can produce severe abdominal pain, drooling, vomiting, diarrhea, excessive thirst, weakness, and loss of appetite. Severe cases of poisoning can cause dehydration, muscle twitching, tremors, seizures, coma, and death. Which ricin is um, poisonous to humans, too. So I've never even heard of that. Well, just don't have castor bean in your house. That's what I would say. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Um, cyclamen, cyclamen species contain cyclamen, but the highest concentration of this toxic component is typically located in the root portion of the plant. If consumed, it can produce significant gastrointestinal irritation, including intense vomiting. Fatalities have also been reported in some cases. Um, Calenco. This plant contains components that can produce gastrointestinal irritation as well as those that are toxic to the heart and can seriously affect cardiac rhythm and rate. U, Y-E-W, contains a toxic component known as taxin, which causes central nervous system effects such as trembling, coordination problems, and difficulty breathing. It can also cause significant uh, gastrointestinal irritation and cardiac failure, which can result in death. Uh, Amaryllis, Amaryllis, common garden plants popular around Easter. This species contains toxins that can cause vomiting, depression, diarrhea, abnormal pain, hypersalivation. Sal am I saying that right? Uh, anorexia and tremors. Never heard of a dog having anorexia? That's weird. Autumn crocus. Indigestion by pets can result in oral irritation, bloody vomiting, diarrhea, shock, multi-organ damage, and bone marrow suppression. Chrysanthemum. They contain uh, pyr <laughs> pyrethrins. I'm going to guess. If digested, they can produce gastrointestinal upset, including drooling, vomiting, and diarrhea. In, case, in certain cases, depression and loss of coordination may also develop if enough of it, any part of the plant is consumed. English ivy, also called branching ivy, glacier ivy, needlepoint ivy, sweetheart ivy, and California ivy, contains... Uh, Triterpenoid <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce any of this shit. Um, it can result in vomiting, abdominal pain, hypersalvation, and diarrhea. Peace lily 
contains calcium oxalate crystals that can cause oral irritation, excessive drooling, vomiting, difficulty in swallowing, and intense burning and irritation of the mouth, lips, tongue, and pets who digest it. Uh, Pothos. Uh, if chewed or digested, this popular household plant can cause significant irritation and swelling of the oral tissues and other parts of the gastro gastrointestinal tract. And last one is Schifflera contains calcium oxalate crystals that can cause oral irritation, excessive drooling, vomiting, difficulty in swallowing, and intense burning and irritation of the mouth, lips, and tongue in pets who digest it. Uh, we'll post this on our Facebook page. Please remember, always be kind to animals and adopt. Don't shop. I don't think I've ever said diarrhea on this podcast quite so much, <laughs> but we're just going to go with it. Which brings me to my next thing. So we got a new rescue dog binks we've had him for maybe three months now <clears throat> two months two months two months and every so often he will like like put his tail between his legs and like cower and his ears will go back and he seems scared to death and then the other day I was sitting on the couch and he comes up and Chunks is sitting like to my right and he comes up to Chunks and like is nudging him wanting him to play well he looks at me and just starts barking like crazy like woo, 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 like crazy and I was I was looking at him and I said what and that's when he looked at me he was looking behind me. Oh my gosh. Then oh my he, gosh. <laughs> then he, like, he didn't stop and he was, like, watching something and barking like crazy. That was just behind me because I was sitting on the couch and it was just mm -hmm. behind the couch. So, whatever it was, it was moving and I was looking for bugs, you know, but there's no bugs flying around right now. It's cold. So, I don't know if he's seeing shit I can't see. Or because it's very random that he he acts scared and he he shakes, huh? And he like cowers and like I said, tucks his tail between his legs and it's weird. That's weird. And it's just recent, like it just just happened, like maybe in the last month, maybe. Super weird. And uh, chunks, chunks that, no. He is an old man, and that's that lays on the couch, the, the entire couch. <laughs> he does not care about anything unless you say food. He's laying there taking a nap. But yeah, Binks is. Oh no, it's kind of creepy. That is creepy. Yeah. So. Yeah, if anyone knows I'm anything about that. I'm constantly though. I'm constantly looking around because of the dog or the cat. Yeah, they're well, like intensely staring at something that's and there's nothing there yeah and binks does that too like he'll he'll just sit there and stare at nothing chunks doesn't do that at all but binks will do that it's very weird hmm. very weird but i thought oh, i'd bring no. that up because it was super creepy and i almost called you <laughs> i was like oh my god <laughs> but yeah when he when he looked at me because i totally i was looking at him i was like what and he looked at me like he he wasn't looking at me at uh -huh. first he was looking behind me that's so creepy 
That gave me chills when you said that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so what do you call a guy with a rubber toe? Um, I don't know. Roberto. Oh my god. <laughs> that cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. <laughs> I have um, I have the craziest or funniest things that people have overheard. Okay. So first one overheard on a train between two apparent friends in their teens, a girl and a boy. The girl spoke English or American English, and the boy accented English, and she was helping him practice. They closed their books and were quiet for a while when the boy says to the girls, I am boring. In an exasperated voice, she replies, No, Bill, you're bored. You're bored, not boring. This is why no one hangs out with you. You're always telling them that you're boring. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I know. Okay. My classmates and I were doing a lab practical IDing gram negative rods when this random girl sits on a bench outside the lab and starts to uh, just bellowing about a mystery person top of her lungs and says stuff like, I was telling everyone years ago she was a piece of crap. She totally deserved it and something closely resembling the world is better off without her. My classmates and I were irritated but didn't close the door for fear of missing out on this girl's crazy tirade. Who talks like that in public, no less? At some point, the woman dropped the mystery person's name, and I kept it in mind. My classmate and I looked up this person on Facebook to find out she was murdered the night before on a local elementary school playground over a deal gone wrong. She was 17. We quickly went from intrigued to disgusted at the way this grown woman was talking about a child who was killed. But yeah, it was the weirdest thing I've ever overheard. Wow. What a piece of shit. And the nerve to talk about how someone else is a piece of shit. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Uh, in October, the adult shop also sells Halloween costumes. I was there with my best friend and her boyfriend while she looked for a costume. The two of them started having a fight in the middle of the store, so they go outside to continue it on the street, leaving me just to browse around and eavesdrop on customers. A guy comes in the door and asks the lady at the counter if he could order something special. Quote, I'm looking for a six-foot industrial strap-on, something I can chase a man down the street and beat him down with. I had to leave the store so I didn't bust a gut laughing and accidentally make him feel bad about his kink. (laughs) (coughs) Six-foot? Industrial strap-on. That's some serious shit. Jesus. Moving on. (laughs) I was in line at Six Flags several years ago and heard a man having a loud argument on the phone. Next thing I know, the dude starts aggressively peeing himself, then stops to take pictures of his pants and the people in line around him. He goes back to arguing on the phone, screaming, Is that what you wanted, you sick weirdo? Let my family go! I didn't know what the deal was. I guess some bad guy had his family. It was super crazy, and the most messed up part, though is I saw him later that day, definitely alone, and definitely having a good time on the Superman ride. What? Yeah. Exactly. What the fuck? Next one. Early one morning, uh, I was third in line 
at the corner of a deli convenience store just outside of Harvard Square, right behind a fairly tall, imposing policeman. The person in the front of the line was taking a long time, and the policeman obviously zoned out. Finally, the first person finished and stepped aside. The policeman stopped forward and firmly demanded of the clerk, License and registration, please. Oh, sorry, sorry, a pack of Winstons, please. <laughs> My grandma was talking to my dad while my siblings and I were in her living room in sleeping bags about to hit the hay. Yeah, but I still see Pap, my grandpa, sitting in the kitchen all the time. Yeah, my grandpa's been dead for like two years. The kitchen is in plain view of the living room where I was sleeping. Needless to say, I did not sleep that night. (laughs) I wouldn't either. No, that's so creepy. Next one, while riding the train, I once listened to a guy talking on the phone, embroiled in an elaborate revenge plot. I could only hear his side of the conversation, but he was clearly aggravated by his former girlfriend and her family, who were collectively guilty of, quote, persecuting him. As the train plowed on, he revealed his plan to avenge himself. It turns out he had a tape of them two together, which he planned to release on the internet. Then, to complete his revenge, he would move to California. All he was waiting for was his next paycheck, and the plan would be ready to execute. He kept circling back to the tape. After repeatedly describing the vile acts he'd performed on this poor girl, our hero abruptly requested the person on the phone make spaghetti and Texas toast for dinner and concluded the call with a cheery, Bye, Mom! (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Okay, when I was an undergrad, we lived in a city apartment that shared a front porch slash balcony with another apartment. My bedroom window opened out onto this porch. Not long after we moved in, I overheard a long conversation between my neighbor and his friend, a friend of his sitting out on the porch about how my neighbor had built a time machine. He had a lot of specific information on building it with PVC and copper wire. And he had traveled to the future. His comment, without any trace of irony, was, It's funny, though. The future really is just a lot like the present. People are just walking down the street doing the same stuff they do right now. No reason to be scared of the future, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, do you think he thought he time-traveled and just walked outside and it was just that day? And he was just like, Oh, well, this is just like it is now. What the fuck? I'm gonna go home. Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> when I was like 13, I had a friend. I was over at a friend's house. His little sister's room was between his and the bathroom. So eventually I go to the bathroom. At one point, I over, overheard his five, I believe, year old sister apparently talking to one of her dolls, giving some instructions. The little girl goes, Now you cut, off, cut the arms off and push the eyes in so he can never see again. He doesn't deserve to. I hope she was talking about another doll. Freaked me the heck out. (laughs) (laughs) I was on a train heading to work when a middle-aged guy wearing a suit starts talking on the phone to someone who was supposedly a business partner. After a bit of small talk, he started talking with loud, obnoxious voice, telling this man that, I think we can make around three million on this deal. But that's nothing compared to the contract I signed last month. Uh, Or the wife wanted new tent on our BMWs, so that's at the workshop, and I had to take the train. 
The train was moderately full, so obviously he was getting a few looks from other passengers. He seemed to thoroughly enjoy being the center of attention, and then, at the most hilarious moment possible, his phone actually started to ring. (laughs) He quickly declined the call and started looking around to see if anyone was looking, which we all were, and you could see the whole world collapse in front of him. (laughs) What a douche. It's safe to say that the train burst out with laughter and the man's face went more red than I thought humanly possible. <laughs> a few people made a little com- little comments as he hurried off at the next stop, but my personal favorite was from a young guy who shouted, Best of luck with that deal, and I hope your wife enjoys the new tent. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with people that they I, feel the need to be better or... They- I don't know. They, I, be, is it be better or have people think they're better than they are? It's have people think they're better. I just because, don't get it. Well, he obviously had to explain why he was on the train if he was a million. Like, you know, too much detail. Yes, exactly. And, you, you know, yes. people are going to know that you're full of shit. But, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And, you know, it's... I guarantee that this guy did not learn his lesson. Oh, he no. continued to do shit like that. It's just, I don't know. I don't get it. And this is my last one. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I overheard two people's epic encounter a while ago. So a woman comes into the bakery, and as soon as she steps in, a man greets her. He proceeds to ask her about what's new and how she's been the last 20 years. The woman obviously knew the guy, and they engaged in a 10-ish minute talk about their spouses, kids, and jobs, basically everything new from the last 20 years. Then they decide to meet up next weekend and have a cup of coffee. The woman then asked him to say hi to his sister from her, and his response was, I don't have a sister. At that point, both their faces were priceless. She asked him, wait, your name is Pete, right? He responds, uh, no, your name isn't Karen. (laughs) I burst into laughter sitting a few meters away. They had been talking to complete strangers about the last 20 years of their lives. They said bye to each other with an extremely awkward manner and went on their way. Oh my gosh. How embarrassing. <laughs> At least they were both embarrassed. Yeah. And it wasn't like, hey, how you doing, Karen? And then she was like, um, no. <laughs> so those are mine for the week. All right. I did Ghosts of Tennessee. All right, back on the states. Yes, we are. I still have a few more I need to do. Carnton Plantation in Franklin. Carnton Carnton <laughs> Plantation. You know, we got a more another bamp. <laughs> oh, and by the way, oh, that yeah. was correct. Yes, it was. Ashley wrote us. She did. Were you going to read her anything oh. from her? We'll get you next week, Ashley. I don't know if she would want us to read that over. She just corrected a bunch of stuff for us. The Canadian ones that I did. Right. um, There were a few corrections, but she said the rest of them were all right. Yeah. And Banff was one of them. Banff. (laughs) (laughs) What was this one? Carnton. Carnton. Carnton Plantation. Has the unusual features of having a front porch that overlooks a graveyard where approximately 1,700 Confederate troops were buried in the wake of a bloody battle nearby. 
Shortly after the mass burial, the mansion was transformed into a hospital. There were four generals who died inside, and the staff held on to their bodies so that survivors would later be able to pay their respects. All of this explains why so many witnesses have seen the ghosts of Confederate soldiers roaming around the mansion and its grounds. However, these are not the only spirits said to haunt the Carnton Mansion. It has also been suggested that the spirits of the Carnton children are also haunting their former home, since only two of the five children survived to adulthood. All of this is more than enough to secure Carnton Mansion as one of the most haunted houses in Tennessee, but there are yet more restless spirits here. Among the other spirits spotted in the mansion are a young girl who was murdered by a jealous suitor, the family cook who is struggling to let go of her duties to the family, and a beautiful woman with long dark hair. Crazy. Rest Haven Memorial Gardens in Clarksville. If ever there was a location that fails to live up to its name, then surely it has to be Rest Haven Memorial Gardens. There is not much restful about a place that is considered to be one of the most haunted locations in Tennessee. Nearby, you will find a house in which a brutal slave owner once resided. It is rumored that one of the slaves raped his daughter and got her pregnant. The owner killed the slave in a fit of rage. The slave's ghost is often seen wandering the grounds in the memorial gardens in search of his lost child. This has led to speculation that he did not rape the girl, but that the pair had fallen in love, something the slave owner was unwilling to accept as a possibility. Because it's not fucking possible. Was that his daughter? What? That he fell in love, or they fell in love? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's not a thing. Did you see on the news this week that some guy beat the shit out of one of his family members when he found him in his daughter's room, like, half naked? Oh, my gosh. Showed his mugshot, and he was all fucked up on Good. one side. Oh, I know. Fucker. It was awesome. That's probably what I would do. Fuck yes. I would, I would beat somebody. the shit out. I would do anything I could. Mm-hmm. Anything I could. Yeah. Yeah, no. Don't fuck with my kids. Mm-mm. Wheatland's Plantation in Seaverville. Wheatland's Plantation has a long history that is marred by murder, death, and destruction. It is absolutely no surprise to those who know this history that the house has been named one of the most haunted houses in Tennessee. This is not the first house to stand here. The original actually burned to the ground in 1825, claiming the lives of four children. This probably explains why there are so many reports of a childlike spirit in the basement of the new building. There is also a mass grave on the property, which is said to hold the remains of 28 Cherokee Indians, two Revolutionary War soldiers, and 70 African American slaves. There have also been more than 70 known murders on this property, and some of the walls are still stained with blood. It is no wonder this place is infested with spirits. Fuck yeah, that's crazy. Shit. Rotherwood Mansion in Kingsport. It was built in 1818 by a wealthy reverend named Frederick Ross. He intended the home to be a sanctuary, but instead it became a place of despair. Ross's daughter, Rowena, had to watch helplessly as her husband drowned in a nearby river on their wedding day. Oh, God. Jesus. She became somewhat reclusive and seldom left the house. At last, she was ready to open her heart again, but this time her lover died of yellow fever oh, within the first year of their marriage. 
Oh, no. Ten years later, she tried a third time to find love and even gave birth to a daughter of her own. However, once again, she was left devastated when the girl died. Rowena could take it no longer and drowned herself in the same river her first love had. So, what, did he go swimming in the river on his wedding day? I don't know. That's fucked what? up. I don't know. <laughs> Could it be that she was cursed? Is that why she still roams the property, always looking for true love? Later, the mansion was purchased by a cruel slave owner who is said to have tortured his slaves. Did his evil deeds contribute to the hauntings here? Many have said that he is to blame for a menacing presence that takes the form of a black dog. There have also been reports of maniacal laughter and of terrifying faces peering in the windows at night. Oh, hell no. I don't like that at all. Ew, what if the creepy faces were laughing? I don't like that. No. Pegram Family Cemetery. Pegram Wood Mansion in Kingsport. In 1970, a group of developers bulldozed an area along the Harpeth River while working on a housing development. However, in the process, they tragically destroyed the Pegram Family Cemetery. The dirt from the land was sold as fill dirt across two counties. Five years later, the river's the river waters rose, and all the homes built on the land that was once the cemetery were flooded. Ew. During the flood, some coffins that had not been relocated floated to the surface. Oh my God. One in particular belonged to the town's very first postmistress, Carrie Pegram Heath. Since then, the town has had nothing but bad luck. It floods with some regularity, and the seemingly cursed land has had no end of financial hardships. Huh. There's an overwhelming... There's an overall feeling of unrest and malice lingering in the air, and some of the homeowners have claimed to see tombstones appearing and disappearing in their gardens. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's so freaky. <laughs> no. I don't like it. <laughs> Orpheum Theater in Memphis. The Orpheum Theater in Memphis is said to be haunted by the spirit of a little girl named Mary who died in some kind of accident on a nearby street. She's been hanging around the theater for about 60 years now, even although the original building burned down in 1923 and reopened in 1928. She is often seen in her favorite seat, C5, and sometimes she is heard giggling while running up and down the aisles. Ooh, that's kind of <laughs> Tennessee State Prison in Nash... Uh, wait. Tennessee State Prison, Nashville Theater, Memphis... Tennessee State Prison was built in 1898, and over the years that it was in operation, it gained notoriety thanks to several attempted breakouts, riots, and overcrowding. It has also become famous when it was used during the filming of both The Green Mile and Ernest Goes to Jail. Remember (laughs) Ernest? I forgot all about him. Those were horrible. (laughs) I just watched, you know, the remake of Beverly Hillbillies where he plays the... What's the lead guy's name? Uh, I keep wanting to say Vern. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't remember. Anyway, I just watched something with Uh, him in it, and it's funny. That's funny. I forgot all about that dude. (laughs) He died quite a while ago, didn't he? Oh, did he? I don't know. I think so, yeah. Today it lies abandoned, but it is certainly not unoccupied. There are frequent reports of cell doors closing by themselves, cold spots, phantom footsteps, and even boot prints in the dust where no living person has walked. Ooh, no. Bell Witch Cave in Adams. Yes, we've talked about this before. This, they have a Bell Witch Festival 
do they really yes and i thought because there for a while around halloween i was trying to find something for all of us to do yeah and i came across it so it's around halloween mm. so i think we should make plans this year to go there okay. it's kind of far away though well i know nashville is about five hours i think i looked at it <clears throat> well i did look at it at the time will you get down get down get down um it was something like five or six hours yeah. i think Ooh, that's a long trip i know but that'd be so much fun it would have to be overnight yeah so anyway think about it yeah we'll we'll look that up um one of the most famous ghost stories from Tennessee has got to be the tale of the Bell Witch. Even those who are not particularly interested in the paranormal know this story. The Bell Witch was said to have murdered John Bell and also tormented his entire family with poltergeist-style activity for several years. At one point, the terror was so intense that Pre President Andrew Jackson refused to stay in the Bell House overnight. This malicious spirit is said to be an extremely wicked woman named Kate Batts. She was malevolent in her life and even more so in death as evidenced by her murderous ghost. She is still said to haunt the cave next to John Bell's farm and the cave is thought to be one of the most haunted places in Tennessee. Some of the most commonly reported activity include sightings of strange looking animals, rattling chains, and unexplained knocking. You can even go, you can do the tour in oh the cave oh my gosh Ooh, so it's the bell witch that's the house and the cave and when they do the festival or whatever i think they have like um like food and oh my gosh we gotta look it up i know it sounded fun yeah that would be it was so just so fun. far away and yeah. it was such short notice yeah we couldn't do it so oh my gosh i would love that yeah we need to look it up like it was fun yeah i think they did a um a hayride too uh, around the uh, halloween the festival that thing. would be so much fun i know okay <laughs> hales bar marina and dam in guild hales bar marina and dam was built along the tennessee river in 1905 in order to tame the natural whirlpool the local native american tribes were not happy with its construction and were said to have put a curse on the dam could this be why the structure is said to be one of the most haunted buildings in tennessee visitors staff and paranormal groups have all reported a variety of paranormal activity which includes native american war cries chanting dark figures and even the apparition of a little girl in a pink dress who is said to have drowned here it is said that her remains are still trapped in the dam which would explain why she has been unable to rest Aww. and that's it okay this week i did um the scariest phone call that people have ever received Ooh, okay uh okay so first one not a phone call but had a two mile walkie talkie when i was a kid i got these dope ass talkies for christmas when when i uh, so whenever my dad was doing his patrols nearby, he'd talk to me. I brought them over to my grandma's to show off to my punky cousins. I was like eight, so of course all my new toys resulted in the younger family having a pissing contest. So we went out to the backyard, went out to the backyard by myself and forgot the talkie was on. I heard the chime that someone had said something. I pulled it out and turned it up. Then some creepy voice said he was going to get me and kill me, and then he started to describe me. I freaked the fuck out looking around and the guy told me he was in the woods watching me. Yeah. Now the woods were around tw uh, 200 yards away 
or so. Then the creepiest part, he told me to look over at the neighbor's tree and I find a noose tied up in it. Oh. I sprinted inside and got my dad, who then got the family, who then got their guns and went for a manhunt. Oh. That was it. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to know what happened. I don't know, but oh my gosh. That that's is scary. Creepy. Ooh, look at but the tree and there's a fucking noose. Uh, why would it why would there be a noose in the tree? Like he put it there? It looked like oh. yeah, or that's what I got out of it. I don't know. Next one, the bar I work at has three floors and a phone on each floor. To get to the external line, you have to dial nine. If you want to call one of the other floors, you dial two one uh, for the cellar, two two for the bar, two three for the kitchen. A call from outside the pub rings twice like a normal phone. Then an internal phone is one slow ring, pause, slow ring, etc. One night it had been busy as hell and I had the end of the week accounting to do in the cellar. I sent the staff home after we after they'd clean up around half past midnight. I got done about 3 a.m. and was on my way up the stairs when the phone rang. I was going through the door, so I wasn't really paying attention, and it was only when I got to the bar that it dawned on me that it was an internal call, the slow single ring. I picked up the receiver, and I swear I could very faintly hear breathing. I hung up and realized that I... I'd have to go check the kitchen, as I'd just been downstairs and there clearly wasn't anyone in the bar. I got a broom, the best thing I had on hand, and went upstairs. First I checked the toilets, just in case someone was hiding out there, and, tr- and then tried the kitchen. The door was locked. Practically shitting myself, I took out the keys, unlocked the door, and pushed it open. It was pitch black. I reached for the light switch, and nothing. It was empty. No one but me in the pub. I was pretty happy with that, since... It's happened maybe twice since, and I pick up the phone and say, go fuck yourself and hang up now. But that first time was not fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, someone's just calling from inside. That's okay. No. (laughs) Next one, before my wife and I were married, we lived together while we were in college. Maybe once a week or so, we'd get a call, often in the middle of the night. As soon as we'd say hello, they'd hang up. This is before cell phones or caller ID, so we had no idea who it was, and when your phone rings at 2 a.m., it's usually something important, so you answer it. If we just picked up the phone, the caller wouldn't hang up, but we could hear a TV or music in the background. Then, as soon as we said something, they'd hang up. She graduated a year ahead of me, and I was living in a different place at school, and I started getting the calls. I also got a couple over the summer when I was at home. Then when we got married, got our own place in a different city from where we lived and where we went to college, the calls started again. Then I got a job back in my hometown, so we moved, and the calls started there. Then started... They started in 1987 and continued into the mid-90s, right around when caller ID started becoming popular. We never figured out who they were from. That's weird. That is super weird. Okay. I was about 12 and living in Baker City in Oregon. There had been a series of seemingly random house fires that were popping up all over town uh, over about a week. I was at the neighbor's house. She was a nice lady and used to hang out with us kids. We were listening to some new new music, and out of nowhere, she stops the music and said, hey, check this out. Somebody left this message on my machine today and presses play on the answering machine. A voice came out of an, 
of the answering machine that sounded unlike anything I had ever heard before. It was a shrill, high-pitched voice that sounded like uh, kind of kind of like Doom from Roger Rabbit. Ooh, do you remember that? I just got chills all over. No. Do you... You've seen Roger Rabbit? Yeah, but okay. it was a long time ago. You know Christopher Lloyd's uh, character at all? He was the bad guy? I don't know. I don't oh, well, then never mind. Well, at the end of that, he he turns into this like animated crazy person, and he starts talking in this really high-pitched crazy scary voice Uh and if that sounded like that anyway the voice said i start fires then click and that was it it gave me goosebumps and made a little bit hard to sleep over the next few nights they never caught the dude though that's creepy Uh, next one i would occasionally get calls at work a video game store from a very eerie sounding child that couldn't have been more than five or six years old the conversations would start normally them uh, wasn't sure if it was a boy or girl asking about one game or another, specifically Pokemon. There would always be this really weird pause before he sp- he spoke after I did. Two of the most notably creepy conversations. The first one involved them asking me about trading Pokemon, something with which I am intimately familiar. I would explain to them that they would, and they would keep asking me the same fucking questions also i eventually gave up and asked if they could if they had a computer because they could easily look it up, look it up online they said they weren't allowed to use the computer i told them to ask their mom and dad for help to which they replied my mom and dad are dead the second and arguably most creepy encounter was when they called and asked about something i don't remember but when i asked anything else to try and get the fuck off the phone with them because they were wigging me out they started asking me questions i forgot many of them but the gems include do you have children to which i told them no i still have a kid and their response is no you do have children and they miss you another good one was are you afraid to die when i said no without thinking because i was so unnerved they replied you should be Uh, what the fuck creepy people over the phone Uh. i don't like it Next one, I was 16 and babysitting my little cousins at their house. It was dark, probably 9 or 10 p.m., and I got a call on the house line. I picked it up, figuring it was my aunt checking up on things. A male voice I didn't recognize simply said, I'm going to kill you, and hung up. Freaked the fuck out. I called my aunt and the cops. They came and inspected the property and found no signs of anything. I never got a similar call again, but still fucking creepy, though. That is like why why are phone calls so creepy? I think it's because you you can't see who you're talking to. And they're like right in your ear. Yeah. Oh gosh, I don't know. I hate that. Next one throughout the summer after second grade, I received a handful of calls at home from a man. Each time he called, it would be in the daytime when no one was at home except for me. In second grade? What are they like seven? Uh, yeah yeah don't don't leave your kid at home alone at seven no No. oh geez (laughs) i would answer and he would creepy he would creepy laugh describe what i was wearing and what he would like to do to me on the last call i answered from him he deviated from routine he called at night my parents weren't home but my brother sure was oh maybe maybe they weren't alone well they said yeah, nobody was home except for me. Oh, no. Anyway, 
As the creeper went through his usual routine, I mentioned to my brother to take the phone. My brother, thinking it was a telemarketer, wouldn't take it. I made the mistake of speaking out loud to my brother, telling him that there was a bad man on the phone. The caller hung up. My brother heard nothing. As a kid, I was pretty shaken up. I would lock all the doors, isolate myself in the living room, and lower the window blinds whenever I was left alone at home. I never let go of an adult's hand whenever we went out. I never told anyone in my family what happened, and I refused to pick up the phone for a while. Poor thing. That's horrible. That is. Don't leave your kids at home alone when they're that young. They're going to be traumatized. Jeez. Anyway... Uh, next one, a local number kept calling me, and all I heard was heavy breathing and sniffles like someone had been crying. A quick Google search revealed the number to be from an ex that had been stalking me for five years. Oh, God, he was crying. <laughs> Phone, Jesus. Next one, I got a call a few years ago from some girl, and all she said and kept repeating was, my master told me to call you. God. Next one. When I was about 11, I got up around 3 a.m. to go to the bathroom. I walked in, peed, and started walking back to my room. And as I walked through the living room, I heard the telephone ring. This was in the mid-90s, so it was a landline. Confused and slightly startled, I walked over to the phone, picked it up, and heard someone screaming. It was distorted, almost like a radio static that was trying to talk to me. I kept saying, what? And huh? Finally, after trying to make out what it what it said the static got really loud and through it i heard a very clearly very loudly get out now i just hung up the phone really quickly and ran to my mom's room and told her what happened she was too tired to really say much she had a little cot in the room and i just slept with her that night never really thought about it again until today that's creepy I thought Especially, you were going to say, like, their house caught on fire or something. Uh, well, no, I just, just telephone call, creepy telephone mm. calls. <clears throat> Next one, this was from when I was around middle school age. It was pretty late, like 11 p.m., and both my parents were asleep when the phone rang. My grandmother lives out in Arizona and sometimes forgets about the time difference, so it was not super odd to receive a call at such time. I answered it, and there was silence for a beat, and then what was unmistakably the sound of a machine gun. I don't know if whoever was on the other line was firing it, or if they were holding the phone up to a recording or something, but yeah, it was just that, and I hung up fast. They didn't call again. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a prank call. Probably, yeah. Next one, a pervert on the phone called when I was a small child, asking me in a really creepy voice if I had ever experienced certain pleasures. I hung up, then he kept calling, repeating over and over, I want sex, until my father picked up the phone the next morning and told him to go fuck himself. (laughs) Never called again. (laughs) That's the only way you're going to get it, motherfucker! When I was middle school, I was eating food in my basement and watching TV one day when the phone rang. Someone answered it upstairs, and a minute later, my mom came rushing down the steps. Sounding really upset, she said, there's a man on the phone for you. Do you know any man named Robert? I knew one kid in school named Robert, but he was 12 years old like me. No way did he sound like a man. So she and I both had no idea who this dude was, but he asked for me by name, and she was super suspicious. Not of me, of the man. Yeah. But that, yeah, no, what, no. Be like, who the fuck Seriously, is this? Seriously, why bet, are you calling yeah. my 12-year-old? Regarding? Yeah. 
This is his mother. What's up, Robert? (laughs) Okay. When I was a little kid, I remember answering the phone and there was a man on the other line and started asking me questions. Personal questions like, what's your name? What do you look like? Where do you live? What's your address? I was a really friendly kid and didn't think anything of it, so of course I answered all of his questions. Oh my gosh. Then my mom came in the room and yanked the phone out of my hand and spoke to the man. Who is this? Why are you calling here? Don't ever call here again. And she didn't know who the man was. I got scolded and was told not to answer questions like that to strangers and to let her know... Or my dad talk on the phone next time. To my knowledge, the man never called again. Hmm. Next one, it was about 2 a.m. I was sleeping in the lounge room when my phone rang. It was a call from an unknown number. I answered, and for a few seconds, all I could hear was static and quiet whispering in the background until a man's voice came over the phone and said my name. I asked, who is this? But they kept repeating my name, so I hung up. A few minutes later, just as I was about to fall asleep again, my phone rings. Once again, it was an unknown number, and I answered. I heard the same static from before, but there were no voices in the background this time. For a few seconds, I was just listening to the static until I hear my name again from the same voice as before. I asked who it was, and there was no reply. I could hear them breathing on the other end, so I hung up again. A few minutes after the last call, my phone rings again, unknown number. I let it ring until they hung up. The same thing happened four more times. They would, they would ring. I wouldn't answer. They called one last time and I answered the phone. Who is this? The same voice said, it's Tim, come play. I knew one boy at the time, but I knew for sure that it wasn't him. I got off the couch and went to my front door and there was nobody outside and I never heard from them again. Creepy. It is creepy. That's all I got for this week. All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. Okay, so this week I did... These are brutally honest and funny tweets from parents. Oh, no. These are going to be great. Okay. (laughs) So, here's one. the first tweet. Please choose one of the following school picture packages. A. Meh. B. LOL. C. What the fuck happened to her hair? (laughs) D. My child is a serial killer. Holy shit. How did I not see the signs? Next one. Oh, you're into extreme sports? I just took two kids under the age of five grocery shopping, so same. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Next one. 50% of parenting is just trying to decide if that noise is worth walking up all those stairs. <laughs> Are they screaming? Or. Which reminds me, have you seen. It's a new cat food commercial where. The woman is sitting on the couch and the cat's like on her shoulder a little bit and her kid yells from the other room. She's like, mom, I hurt my leg. And mom's like, uh, just clean it off. And she's like, I'm bleeding. And she's like, Meh, sorry. And it's like petting the cat. I don't think I've ever seen that. I think it's a new commercial and they're basically telling you that your kids don't matter as much as your fucking cat. What the fuck? I know. I was like, are you serious right now? That's terrible. I I can't stand those commercials and I think I've probably said this before. It's the 
craft i think it's craft mac and cheese commercials where the kids sitting there and they won't eat their vegetables or whatever and instead of fighting with the kid they decide to make a macaroni and cheese yeah. instead have it's you like, seen what the fuck have you seen the ida ida potato oh yeah fries? where they they Wait, i'll give you three them. three french fries <laughs> if you eat one bit no <laughs> You fucking eat your broccoli and you eat your fries and unless you don't want to eat. Yeah. Goodbye. Or go to your room and starve. I don't care. <laughs> I offered you food. You didn't take it. Not my fault. Stupid commercial. I, I know. know. What the fuck is going on? And I fucking hate it. And they, every fucking diaper commercial does the exact same thing where they're like, first kid, you... Oh, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Nobody acts like that. And they're like, "Uh, Lucas likes to pawn jewelry, so you might want to lose the nose ring. What the fuck is Who takes a nose ring? (laughs) I hate commercials. (laughs) I like some of them. Some of them are funny. Some of them are just so stupid. Stupid. And and like so beyond reality that they don't even fucking make sense. Like, no, no. I hate. I love the Geico commercials. Geico? Geico's funny. <laughs> I used to love. You remember those? Um, it was some car commercial. It was the it was the two girls in the van. It was a white girl and a black girl. You ever seen those? They're they're not on anymore, I don't think. I don't know. But they do little raps and they were just adorable. I loved them. I don't remember what commercial that was. It was a car commercial. Like a I don't car remember. I don't know. One of my favorite ones and they don't I don't think they do it anymore either. It, I think it was done around um maybe Halloween or something. Mm-hmm. But it was a car commercial and it was this little kid that was dressed up like Darth Vader. Uh-huh. And oh, he would use the power and, yeah. and the mom or dad or whoever would do the auto start yeah. on their car. And I so thought, he thought yeah, that, that was, was adorable. So cute. It was cute. Yeah, some commercials are great, but then other ones you're just like yeah. What the fuck are it's you like thinking? Nowadays, it's like they're trying they're trying to make them so weird. Yeah, that you remember them. Yeah. Yeah, but and the, the, it's and not a most good of thing. them make no sense whatsoever and you're like, yeah. "What the fuck did I just watch?" Exactly. And I don't remember <laughs> what they were for. I yeah. remember how fucking stupid it was yeah. and how marketing person should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Me spends time picking out stuffed animals i think my daughter will love and get attached to my daughter sleeps with and carries around a lemon (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious it's so true it's like you get the you you get them the greatest present but they pick the box yeah yeah (laughs) me what's the first rule of cooking Four-year-old, don't put your hands in your butt. Me, nothing. Four-year-old, nothing. Me, correct. (laughs) (laughs) I had to sit there and think about it for a minute. Should I get in trouble for that answer? Or, well, it's true. Yeah, she's right. She's not wrong. (laughs) That's hilarious. 
Parenting is a lot like buying four bananas and watching them get gobbled up in one day, then buying eight bananas the following week and watching them rot on your counter. Oh my god! No one likes bananas, mommy. Oh my god! If that isn't the most true thing I've Fuck. ever heard, yes, it is. And grapes. Yes. If I get grapes and leave them in the bag on the stems, they will rot. Uh-huh. If I take them off and wash them and put them in little bowls, they eat them that day. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? That's called laziness. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Five-year-old, I'm mad. Me, why? Five-year-old, I don't need a reason. She's living her best life. Fuck yeah, she is. <laughs> I'm convinced that my six-year-old thinks if she stops talking for more than 30 seconds, a bomb will go off like in speed. It's the only explanation. I love that movie. I know, I did too. I need to watch that again. Me. Okay, so what's the 411 on this game? Ten-year-old. The what? Me. You know, 410. right. You don't know. It means information because we used to have to dial 411 on the phone to get someone's phone number or address. Ten-year-old. So you mean what's the Google then? Me. Yes, exactly. What's the Google on this game? Oh, God. What's it like when your kids listen to you the first time you say something? What? No, I'm asking. What's it like? Yeah. Someone, please tell me. Nobody knows. No, nobody it's, knows that because there's no. That's such not a thing. thing. Yeah, that's not a thing. I don't know. Start. Wait. I don't know what started saying life is short, but it definitely wasn't a parent waiting for a child to do it myself. <laughs> oh, that's true. But yeah, it is. My revenge. My revenge plan is mainly encouraging my daughter to make lots and lots of homemade crafts so that she can bring them to her school teacher to to display in her classroom. <laughs> Me, hi. I'm dropping my daughter off for kindness club. Teacher, well, kindness club doesn't start for another fifteen minutes. So, me, this is bullshit, <laughs> daughter. This is bullshit. <laughs> I think somebody needs kindness club. <laughs> it sounds like they both need to go. <laughs> Four-year-old, I can't find my shoes. Me, where did you look? Four-year-old, nowhere. We're off to a good start. But yeah, that's how it is. And that's all I got. That's great. I literally just did that. I had told Tyr and I needed a, a paper clip. She walked into a dark room and yelled, I can't find it! Oh my god. <laughs> or it's when someone's like, they're standing there with the refrigerator door open. Where's the whatever? It's right there in the door. I don't see it. <laughs> so you walk in there, go right to it, and it's right in front of yeah. their face. Yeah, they don't look. It's very frustrating. Anyway. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Send us your stories. We still need those. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are starting our book now. Yes. Which is The Hunt, hunt for Skinwalker. Hunt for the Skinwalker. Um, so start reading that if you like. We will be discussing that the last week of the month. Right? The last Friday of the month. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. Leave us a review. That would be great. That would be great. Say something nice. We appreciate it. Uh, You can recommend us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. All that good stuff. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.